welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you, and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions of Voice America Kids. I'm Jerry Ors, and today we will be talking about the film Cinderella, about a girl like her, Insurgent Home. But right now we're going to talk to Shabnam Razne, who is the co-founder of Big Bad Boo, which is a production company, and also the creator of a new show called 1001 Nights. How are you doing, Shabnam? I'm great, Terry. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm very excited to talk with you guys. Of course, it's amazing to have you on. So, can you tell us a little bit about your company, Big Bad Boo? Yeah. Big Bad Boo Studios is um, an animation studio. We have an animation studio in Vancouver, and we have an office in New York City. And we have a bunch of animators and artists and storyboard artists and character designers and writers who help us create our shows. Uh, The purpose of the studio is to create really fun educational shows that are wholesome and that kids from all ages will enjoy. And our latest production, as you mentioned, is 1001 Nights, which is a TV series. So far we've done which is um, 52 episodes that are each 11 minutes. Hmm. And can you tell us a little bit about why you created the company? Yeah, so um, we created Big Bad Boo because we really thought there was a gap in the market for culturally rich content that was not only educational, but high quality and on the same competitive level as some of the greatest shows that you can see on TV on some of the most fun channels like Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon and Disney and PBS. So we started out with that mantra and the first thing we produced was a Persian uh, story about a, the Persian New Year, which is called Nowruz. that means New Day, and it celebrates the coming of spring, which in fact just happened this last Friday on March 20th, every year the date changes. It's either the 20th or the 21st. And so the cartoon was about a little boy who um, was growing up outside of Iran and didn't know anything about his culture. And through the cartoon and through a magical trip to Persepolis, which is the ancient capital of the Persian Empire, he learns about his past and his heritage and is proud to belong to that heritage, but also proud to be an American. So that was the start of our, our production company, after that, we did a show called Mixed Nuts, which is a TV series that's syndicated on PBS right now. And uh, then 1001 Nights, with the same goal of teaching kids about the world, about being cosmopolitan and international. Wow, it's definitely an amazing show, and I recommend everybody to check out all their shows. If you want to see more about their show and their studio, you can go to BigBadBoo.com. Or if you want to see 1001 Nights specifically, you can go to osnos.com. So my next question is, how did you feel when the company was fully released? It was released, it was running, you guys were starting to make projects and had offices and everything. How did you feel inside? I was really happy. I used to work in a corporate job in banking, which I found a little boring, and I didn't really know why I was doing it, and I didn't really study animation or art in school. I studied computer science, which I'm really proud of, and it helps me even today. 
But the job that I had was a boring job. And every time I told people what, what I did, they would fall asleep. So now when I t tell people I make cartoons, they want to talk to me, which is great. <laughs> I love it. And, um, you know, it's, it's a very challenging job. It's not easy to run a company and be responsible for a lot of people, uh, their welfare, their families, their children. And so there's a lot of pressure. But at the same time, I know that if we make a good product, we can reach a lot of kids very quickly and scale it. And that's what I'm interested in. I'm, I'm interested in creating really positive messages that can go out to a large-scale population. And you can easily do that through media and cartoons. So that really excites me. And having feedback from our audience really excites me. Well, that sounds amazing. So my next question is, how did you create the name Big Bad Boo? Because it is a very unique name, and I personally like it. But how did you create it? Well, I'm glad you like it. Um, I haven't come across anyone who hasn't liked it. Um, you know, when we first did Bob Akin Friends, which was the first video that I told you about, about the Persian boy, we had called our company No Ruse Productions. And No Ruse is the Persian word for New Day. And it's kind of hard for Americans to pronounce and remember. So I was really frustrated when I would introduce our company. I would say, we're from No Ruse Productions. And people would be like, what? From where? How do you spell that? So then we decided to rename the company to something that was really easy to remember, but also really fun. You know, like we make cartoons. So it's not like I was in corporate America making software for banks. I was doing something that was really fun. So it was the first time in my life that I could come up with something really fun and memorable. And I can tell you that Big Bad Boo is a name everyone remembers and everyone loves. It's symmetrical. It's got three letters in it. They're all, they all have three um, three words, and, and each word has three letters in it, so um, it's really easy to remember, which is great. Um, my nickname is Boo, um, and so that's where it comes from. You know, people ask me all the time, where does the name come from? We thought we could um, just put a nuance on that, so that's a great question. Not a lot of people ask that question. Thank you, and that sounds pretty actually very logical. You're listening to the Voice of America Kids Network. I'm Jerry Orris, and today we will talk about the film Cinderella, A Girl Like Her, Insurgents, and Home. But right now we're talking to Shabnam, who, like I said, was the co-founder of Big Bad Boo Studios and also creator of 1001 Nights. And we're kind of talking about how Big Bad Boo, the name, was created. So my next question is, can you tell us a little bit more about 1001 Nights, like the story of it and all that stuff? Yeah, sure. Um, I had a little trouble hearing you, so I hope my sound is coming through okay. Um, 1001 Nights actually stems from world literature. So it has a long history in the world. It's been around for thousands of years. The original story started in ancient Persia, where they were being told from person to person orally. And the premise was that there was this king who had gone mad, and his wife was trying to heal him through stories. And so every night she would tell him a different story. And um, this created a really great framework for new stories to be created and inserted into the series of 1001 Nights. And um, what happened with the stories was, was that 
after a while they became bigger and bigger and there were more stories added then they were brought to Arabia where they were codified and written down for the first time into book format then those books were taken to France and they were translated by French translators and rumor has it that some of the greatest characters that everyone knows like Aladdin, Ali Baba and Sinbad these three characters, rumor has it, were created in France by the translator who translated from Arabic to French because there was such high demand for the stories and he had to just make something up on the spot. So that's kind of the history of A Thousand and One Nights. I'm really passionate about the tales because when I was little, my dad would tell me the stories. And in the original frame, the queen would always leave off the ending and wait until the next day so as to entice the king. So that's sort of what um, my dad would do to me when I was little and he would tell me the stories. He would get to a really suspenseful moment in the story and then not finish it and be like, we have to finish the story tomorrow. So um, I always thought about the stories. I always loved them. And I always thought, why hasn't anyone created a series where Shahzad is the storyteller and she's telling a new story in each episode. It's kind of perfect for television series format. Um, you all know of Aladdin, which Disney did. It was a feature film that kind of combined a bunch of stories from the, the nights. But no one has ever <coughs> taken the series and animated them, especially in a way that is fun for kids. So we were really excited to formulate that idea and then to be able to execute on the idea in a way that kind of takes the old seeds of stories, but then makes them really modern and has an adventure and comedy element to it. And the way we've done it is we've taken Shahzad, she's our storyteller. Every episode we open up in the king's court and we have two kids, Doinyazad and Shazman, and we have a great monkey who's their pet monkey in the palace. And then something goes wrong or something happens, like let's say they, the kids find a ring and they can't decide who found it first and who it belongs to. So they get into a fight. And Shasta says, well, you know, if you learn to share, you will each fare better. And they sort of go, well, what do you mean? And she says, well, um, you know, Sinbad had the same problem. And he didn't want to share either. And here's what happened to him. So then immediately we jump into a new story and a new adventure every episode. And that's how we formulated the series. Hmm. Well, it sounds very interesting. Thank you so much for talking to me about your studio and all the shows you guys do. Thanks as well. Thanks for having me. Of course, and it was a lot of fun talking to you. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Ors, and you're listening to Kids First Comedy Attractions on Voice America Kids. For a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Your hosts, all eight of them, have been selected by Kids First as film critics through a national competition. Each week, they will preview new movies before you see them, walk the red carpet with the stars, and will review the latest DVDs. Our hosts range from ages 7 to 14 to give you a wider kids' perspective. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. 
The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. What does indie mean? It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow. You set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids. Live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel indie yet, make it a part of you. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keith Blakesley, and you're listening to Voice America Kids Network. We just got done talking, or uh, have an interview with, what, um, with the, uh, with Shabna from 1001 Nights. Also, we're going to be talking about the films Insurgent, Home, and Cinderella. Right now, we're going to introduce to you a new Kids First film critic, Pamela. How are you doing, Pamela, and welcome to the show. Hi, Kiefer. Thank you for having me. It's... Thank you for having me. I'm good. How about you? Fantastic. And we're glad you're able to be a part of our Kids First family. So um, let's start by talking a little bit about you. So um, how, did you get in, how did you get introduced to Kids First? Well, at first I was at school and my teacher had told me about this program. I thought it was a great opportunity. So I signed up and I submitted a video and I'm glad to be a part of the Kids First family group right now. We're glad you. We're glad to have somebody else in Miami. Yay, Florida! You're, you're home with Brianna. <laughs> Shout out to Brianna, by the way. So, um, what do you? Or why did you want to be part of Kids First? Was do you want to learn more about film? Be a journalist? Why? Well, yeah, I'm really interested in the journalist part, and I'm already in a program in my school for film and TV production. So I thought. It'd a great step to join the kids first because um, I think um, it'll grow my understanding and I'd actually become better in front of camera and the film part, the editing, everything together. Yes, and I have seen your review. Your it was Cinderella, your first review. Yes, yes, it was. I have seen it. It is actually really good. That's for your first review. It's great, and I can't wait to see you. Learn more and just make make videos and written reviews just even better. Thank you very much. It's very nice for you to say that. Speaking of Cinderella, this is how was your first review. Let's start getting into what you think about the film. So, would you tell us a little bit about the story of Cinderella? Well, yeah. So, Cinderella is basically about this young girl named Ella and her mom we're introduced to first her mom who dies in the beginning and then her father also unexpectedly dies. So she is left with the, in the hands of her cruel stepmother who her father marries and her, she ends up basically treating her like a slave in her own house. She's very upset and one, um, one night she ends up meeting a prince um, in the forest when she leaves and she's very upset. So... Um, the king invites her and the whole kingdom to this ball, and she has her dress custom made, but her stepmother doesn't want her to go. So she's very upset, but then her fairy godmother comes 
and saves her, makes her a beautiful carriage, fixes up her dress, and she ends up going. So then she finds the prince again, and then midnight comes, and she is told by her fairy godmother that by midnight the spell would be broken, so she would lose her dress, the carriage, the horses. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so she ends up going home, and... Um, from, I believe most of us do know the rest of the story, because, well, Cinderella's been made in different kind of yes. film adaptations and everything, so... Um, since we did, since we, I feel like most of the audience knows the story, what did you feel like that the filmmakers added to the story that made it more captivating? Because when you have a story like this that's been told over and over again, you have to bring something new to make the audience want to go see it. So, yes, of course. what was it for you? Well, I think actually bringing it from a cartoon to real life people that actually brought a lot into it because you can actually connect to the actual actors that are acting in this film. Totally, totally agree. And there have been live-action um, adaptations of Cinderella. I had a personal favorite when I grew up called um, The Rogers and Hammerstein um, Cinderella, which was a beautiful movie, but that was quite a while ago. Yeah. Oh, well, I've never actually heard about it, but it's interesting to know. Well, it's a good film, but this one is even an exceptionally better, a great film for yeah, today's for this year's film. The, you're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and today we were talking about the films Insurgents, Home, Cinderella, and we just interviewed Shabna from 1001 Nights. So we're going to continue talking to Pamela about Cinderella, and we were talking about how it's a great film and how she wants to be, and how um, she's new to the Kids First family, and we can't wait to see more of her reviews. So Pamela, let's talk about the actors in this film. There's some really good ones. Yes, I completely agree. Um, the main actress was Lily James. I think she did a great job. She really portrayed the true characters of a true princess, which are loyalty. And she had, she, you can just see she was very delicate while playing this film. Totally agree. And we can't forget Kate Blanchett. And her wonderful performance as a stepmother. She was just so <laughs> sinfully delightful, if you want to put it in that kind of words. Just so, it was just so beautiful to watch her. could be mean, but it's always good to see an actor have that kind of role. Yes, I completely agree. She did a great job also. So, what did you think about the special effects in this film? Because they were gorgeous. I, I thought it was it was quite good. At first, I thought it would be a little bit cheesy, kind of remaking the Cinderella movie. But when I saw it, my I mean, I, it completely blew my mind. Um, I thought the effects they were really well made. They actually looked, I mean, it looked like magic. It looked real. It was beautiful. I really liked it. I totally agree. It. I just love different kind of colors of blue and pink and oh, the yellow from the carriage. It was just. Mind-blowing. Yes, I completely agree, yeah. <laughs> so, what would you say the age range for this film? I mean, I'd recommend it to anyone between ages 5 to 18. I think that would be appropriate, but either way, adults and young people can enjoy it as well. Yeah, because we all love the classic fairy tales. It's nice to see that it's still being brought to the big screen, and it's just becoming better and better as time progresses. Yes, of course. I, yeah. 
So, what would you say your favorite scene out of the whole entire film was? I'd probably say my favorite scene was when Cinderella actually meets the prince in the forest. I thought it was probably one of the most important scenes in the actual movie because if it wasn't for that scene, the rest, like her meeting him again and him opening the ball up to the whole villagers and the people that are not part of the actual kingdom. I mean, I thought that was a really significant part and it was really nice to watch it too. Yes, and I'm glad that they made the prince an actually inter an actual interesting character. He has character development. <laughs> yeah, he did. He he was he was quite attractive too. <laughs> oh, well, if you have to play Prince Charming, you have to be at least a little bit good looking. Yes, of course. <laughs> but looks only go uh, only go to a certain length of, with character. And this actor does a great job portraying Prince Charming. We're still making it an actual interesting character. He has he has. It's just really fun to, to watch, like anybody else in the film. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, I mean, you're not only supposed to have looks, but also act well. And he did a great job playing Prince Charming. Yes. So, we, I think it's a good question for you. We're going to see, uh, I hear there's going to be a live-action version of Beauty and the Beast. Are there any animated Disney films you want to see be brought into live-action form? Yeah, I... Probably say Snow White. I think it will probably very be very interesting bringing the little dwarves to act to life and the and the witch and the prince charming too. I think I think that would be an interesting film bring, bring being brought out to life. Yeah, that'd be interesting. There have been other ad adaptions to that. I, I it would be nice to see Disney tackle it once more. And I was the first ever animated um, colored animated feature film. So. Who knows? Maybe they'll make it into something even grander. Yes, of course. Yeah, I think it would be quite interesting. Well, Pamela, it has been a pleasure talking to you and fantastic job. Give a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. This was her first radio show interview. She was fantastic. Thank you so much, Kiefer, for having me. I'm really glad to be a part of this team now and I hope to be on the show again. Thank you. Can't wait to see you again. So. Well, thank you very much. This film is in theaters now, so please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Keegan Blakesley, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Join us every week for the Paper Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's talk soon. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. 
Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. What does indie mean? It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow. You set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids. Live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel indie yet, make it a part of you. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. There we go. Stop. Oh, we're recording. We're we're rolling. How did you get into radio business? Well, I got into radio TV by... uh, Learning through school, having some internships, and eventually just kind of working my way up, man. But I wanted, how old are you? I'm 11. Yeah, I wanted to do this even probably six or seven years old, I'm guessing. But I didn't get to go to media day like you do. Are you kidding me? Where's your credential? I mean, did you sneak in here? Did you sneak in here? What happened? I don't know. No? Do you live here? Uh, no, I live in California. Here, you... I live in California. Where do you live in California? Chico. Oh, Chico. Good place. See, I never I never got to go to a Super Bowl until I was, like, in my 30s. Still got to go. That's a good point. That's a good point. See, by the time you're 30, you're going to be calling Super Bowls for a network that hires you. Okay? Just remember, get a good contract. That way they can't fire you. Okay? So that's really important. Ask for the world because somebody might give it to you. All right? And have fun at these events. Okay. Are you going to ask some uh, certain players questions? I'm going to talk to Julian Edelman and LeGarrette Blunt, and we'll go from there. Okay. Ask Julian Edelman if uh, – ask him – how good a quarterback he was. Ask him uh, if he would like to have caught passes from Julian Edelman, the quarterback. Because Did you know that he played quarterback in college? Yep. Where did he go to college? Do you remember? No. Okay. He went to Kent State, and he threw 30 career touchdowns. If you come to him with that kind of information, you're like, hey, Julian, I noticed that you threw 30 touchdowns in your career in college. Give me a scouting report on Julian Edelman, the quarterback. He'll be okay. like, whoa. Okay. All right. All right. Alright man, go have fun today. Alright, thank you. You got it. What we got, little man? When you were at Kent State, you threw 30 touchdowns and you gave me a scouting report of college. Oh man, you, you got a good question. The scouting report, uh, I'll get you. The scouting report would probably be uh, someone that competed, that, uh, you know, ran and threw, and, um, you know, one of those kind of guys. You know, a, a gym rat, guy that uh, studied a lot, all those kind of things. This is Sammy Allen Pierce, and you're listening to Kid Star Radio. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. 
kid chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. There's bon so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the Tech Team, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids, you are Real tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Eva Blakesley, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Today, we were just talking to Pamela about Cinderella, and also, you know, Kim Shabnam from 1001 Nights. We'll also be talking about the film's home and insurgents. Right now, I'm talking with my host, Jerry Ross, and Samantha on the new DreamWorks anime film, Home. How are you doing, Samantha? I'm doing good. How are you? Fantastic. And how about you, Jerry? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. No problem. So, um, Samantha, why don't you tell us about, about, a little bit about this film? Well, this movie is basically about a curious alien named O, and um, he's a part of the Boo species that comes to planet Earth trying to find a home for themselves. Um, the Boo species don't mean any harm. They think that, that they think that they're going to come and make peace with the humans, but they actually disturb them by um, moving them out of their homes and just causing a big mess. Then. The first time I was introduced this, I thought this was like a Pixar short at first, but I learned that it was actually not. It was it was a trailer for the film, and life. it was cute. It looked like a fun little movie. So, um, Jerry, I heard you attended the red carpet of this by a little birdie told me. So, um, tell us about, about your experience on the red carpet. Who did you interview? Um, it was a lot of fun. I interviewed a couple people from the film. I interviewed the producer, and something interesting I learned is that it was actually based off a book. And they changed the title from the book to the movie because it was some long title. I'm very sorry, I do not remember it. To front to home because it was more fitting. And I also learned that Jim Parsons does not act like his character when he is exposed to music because his character dances very funnily to music. So that was also interesting as well. You got to interview Jim Parsons. Yes, uh, me and other Big Bang theories. Big Bang Theory fans are ecstatic right now. Oh my gosh. Well, that sounds like a fun time. And I believe it's based off the book The True Meaning of Smek Day. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. By Adam Rex. So just just, just put the, putting that out there. <laughs> so, um, Samantha, what did you think about the animation in the film? Well, I thought the animation was great. I mean, there were some great scenes where they had to fly um, in the sky, and the clouds were animated great. And um, since almost all the films um, in space and the galaxies, it was really beautiful um, seeing like the different colors in the galaxy, and it it looked real. Um, you could see the stars, and it was just like, beautiful. I was shocked at how well the galaxy looked. Well, it's DreamWorks. I'm 
it's classic DreamWorks animation. They are wonderful what they do, and it looks, from what I saw from the trailer, it looks gorgeous with the colors and the alien look to it. So I can't wait to see it. It looks fun. It looks adorable. So um, Jerry, what do you think about this film? Looks like something of, of comedy to it. What do you think about the jokes and the everything else in the film? I thought it was fantastic. I do think that um, it's definitely meant for younger kids, like below 10 years old. Because uh, me, I didn't enjoy as much, but it's comedy, kind of like uh, slapstick comedy, kind of like from Tom and Jerry uh, that little kids would enjoy. But older kids will find will be a little bit more too mature, and adults will be too mature. But for little kids, the comedy is hilarious, and it's very bright. Uh, there's really no dark scenes in the film, and it's just very bright and funny, kind of goofy as well. And definitely hilarious, and any kid will love some aspect of the comedy. That's totally me. That's what I think about like the SpongeBob movie. If you love SpongeBob, you're going to get exactly SpongeBob, but you're not going to expect... Hi, comedy. It's good. It's fun little ones, and you need films for those films that kids can, um, well, little kids, little kids can enjoy the jokes and the slapstick, and it doesn't make it a bad film. It just makes it a film for them. So, um, what do you think about the voice actors in this film, Samantha? Samantha. Well, I was hoping you would ask me this question because <laughs> I was very surprised to um to find out that Rihanna actually voiced the girl in this film, Tip. Um, I found out before I saw the movie, and when I did, I was very surprised because I I couldn't see her voicing the character, but when I saw, when I saw, heard her voice in this character, it was like she was born for this role, and um, she had that kind of voice that I would see the girl having, um, so she did great with that. And also, Jim Parsons, he, I felt like he was kind of born for the, um, the role of O because he was on Big Bang Theory, so he kind of has practice with those big words that O use a lot. And, again, his voice was was a voice I would see O having. His voice is a boy. He's an alien. I would kind of see O as having that kind of voice. So I think they all did great. Totally agree, and I'm glad you like the voice actors. You're listening to Voice America Kid Net- Kids Network. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and today we're just talking about the film Cinderella, interviewing Shabnam from 1001 Nights, and we're also interview- uh, talking about Insurgents and Home. We're going to continue talking to Samantha and Jerry for the animated film Home. And Samantha, you were just mentioning about how you didn't think Rihanna, you wouldn't expect Rihanna to voice act uh, to be voicing a character like this. I mean, when Rise of the Guardians came out, which is another DreamWorks film, I could not see Alec Baldwin playing Santa Claus. I mean, I was my mind exploded when I heard his voice. Like, that's not Alec Baldwin. That can't be. So I totally agree with you there. So, yeah, thank you. You're, you're welcome. So, Jerry, what would you say, um, how many stars would you give this film? No, I would have to give this five out of five stars. I really enjoyed this film. But like I said... It's definitely not meant for adults. It's definitely meant for kids. It's just that kind of goofy. That's kind of like, hey, kids will love this. It's goofy. It's fun. It's just, just kind of to enjoy yourself. Real. There is a couple of moral messages, but overall, it's just really fun. And I have to give it five out of five stars because they did a really good job. I mean, the comedy, like I said, is perfect for who they're intending it for. The storyline itself goes very smoothly, and this 
a pretty complex storyline, and the directing is perfect and spot on. So just overall, very smooth and good. Good. And Jerry, since you mentioned about morals, what do you think the message of the whole film is? Um, I think there's a couple morals, but definitely the main one is about O because his species, since he is an alien not from Earth, his species kind of does based off the statistics. Sorry, instead of hope like us humans do, because if it's below fifty percent, nope, we're not going to do that. But as humans, it's like yeah, go for it, man. Because they have to go into a lot of dangerous situations. Because both O and her and his friend are wanted for multiple things, and they have to do a lot of dangerous stuff. And I was like, no, this is too dangerous. We don't do that. While the other is like, no, we have to do this. That's how it works. So I think one of the morals is have hope, and also. I think another moral is think from other people's perspective because the whole problem of the story. I'm not going to spoil anything it's because someone didn't think from all perspective. Think of the other person's perspective before you accuse someone of something because that was kind of the whole point of the film. Well, that sounds like a nice move for everyone to learn. And uh, Samantha, what do you? How many stars did you give the film? Yes. Um. I don't give this stars, but I would give this movie five out of five stars because it was um, a great film, like Jerry said. And I actually I found the storyline very simple, so it was good for any small kids, um, any younger kids. And the jokes were funny, and they were kind of like immature jokes that little kids would love. So I think that it was um, a great film for younger kids, and even. Older kids, because I liked it. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you guys for talking about the film. It has been a pleasure as usual. This film is out. It's going to be out in theaters March 22nd, 27th. So please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Lacey, and you're listening to Voice American Kids. person and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet but are you doing enough we've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green mario jr is the host of alive and green the show is all about green tips staying environmentally friendly and having fun while doing something great for our mother earth you'll want to check out the show tuesdays at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time on the voice america kids channel if we all do our part now it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Jerry Orr, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We just talked about Home, Cinderella, and we also talked to 
Shab Nam, who is the co-founder of Big Bad Boo and creator of 1001 Nights. But now, right now, we are going to talk to Michelle about the new movie, Insurgent. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? Very good. Thank oh my you God. for asking. You're like my idol. You're awesome, dude. You got interviewed by Morgan Freeman and everything. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Thank okay. you. So, can you tell us a little bit about the story of Insurgent? Okay, so, first I want to give you guys um, a backstory about Divergent, so, just so you get like a good idea of what Insurgent is like. Is like. So, um, in Divergent, we are well into this dystopian type of future, and Chicago is in ruins because of this um, unnamed disaster. And along with the rebuilding of the city came like a large barbed wire fence that surrounds the city, which begins by isolation. So that's when they started dividing Chicago into five factions based on values. So there is abnegation, darkness, erudite, candor, and amity, which um, which they all mean like selflessness, braveness, intelligence, um, honesty, and peacefulness consecutively. And um, so they all started ruling the government, and some like they all have their own tasks. And um, to get into certain factions, you go through an aptitude test, and that's when Tris finds out where she is a hundred percent divergent. But she still needs to stay within that obligation faction just so nobody finds out. And that's when Insurgent starts because that's when Janine Matthews, a faction leader, finds out that she's 100% divergent and just completely wants to wipe her out. So um, Insurgent picks up where Divergent left off, which is the aftermath of a war against abnegation. And that's the same exact group where Tris um, grew up in. And yeah, like um, basically, Tris, like the whole entire movie, she had this guilt like, inside of her, because she thought that she had killed her parents, like, that's her fault and everything, and you just see her go through all of these challenges, especially with her, um, partner, Four, and they have to get rid of Janine Matthews, and at the end of the movie, um, they may, or may not, get rid of her, <laughs> so. Well, definitely, that was a very good explanation of the story, and have you read the book that the movie's based off? Yes, I actually have read the Divergent Trilogy, um, I'm not a big fan, to be honest, but I had to, I just had to get on the bandwagon of <laughs> Divergent. And how does it relate to the book? Now, um, Divergent was definitely one that um, related to the book, for sure. But Insurgent was kind of different, but I do believe it's because the book was something, like, it's not as interesting. So for the movie, they tried to go um, all the way to a certain mile, and I, I don't think they... How do I say it? I don't think they did a good job, to be honest, because it just felt like, like what way, like lesson inspired for, and um, it's just too much. And Sergey, it was just like um, the aftermath, basically. So not much of like entertainment happens. It's just um, them consulting. And in this movie, it was like a bunch of aptitude tests, and it's just all over the place. Even like fellow moviegoers were saying that um, it was nothing like the book, and because maybe it's because the book was so boring. So. Hmm, so you, so overall it wasn't very interesting. Yeah, no, not really. Alright, and, um, what do you think is, uh, what do you think how the special effects are? The special effects are amazing, like, they're just breathtaking, um, but that's not a surprise, because they, they're known for having, like, amazing special effects, 
And there's certain scenes where Tris is jumping over houses and like pulling out flowers to save her mom. And it's just all over the place. But the special effects are executed perfectly and it goes with the plot, which is awesome. Hmm. Well, it sounds very awesome. Um, can you quickly tell us how many stars you would give this film? I would give this film a good um, three and a half stars out of five. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about Insurgent. No problem, anytime. <laughs> and if you would like to see Insurgent, it is theaters in. It is near theaters. It is theaters near you now. You're listening to the Voice of America Kids Network. I'm Jerry Ors, and today we will talk about Home with George. So, Home, for, so George, how are you doing? Pretty good. How about yourself? Awesome. So, can you tell us the story of Home? All right. So, Home follows the story of Boobs. Boobs are an alien race that are extremely good at running away from dangerous situations. So, as they were running away from a situation, that they ended up trying to find a new planet, and they ended up going to Earth. When they got to Earth, they evacuated everyone and they took over everything. But then O, which is one of the boobs, he doesn't fit in with everyone else. So trying to fit in was difficult for him. When he was trying to fit in, he ended up causing a really big mistake. And everyone didn't like him for sure this time. And he ended up having to run away. As he was running away, he meets Tip, which is a sassy girl. She's very spontaneous. She talks whatever she feels. Well, she says whatever she feels, and um, and they end up getting along. They try finding what they both look look for. They end up finding friends in each other, and it's pretty much their journey the entire movie. Hmm. Well, it sounds like it sounds very fantastic. How was the animation? I really enjoyed the animation. Um, it it was a different type. It seemed very bulgy, like type of animation. Uh, the colors were great. I really liked the scenery, the background. They really focused on, on the background details and also on on the specific forms of the characters. Awesome. And also, this, there is a lot of advanced technology. How, do you think that they went a little bit extreme, or do you think it's reasonably? You know, I think that since it is a kid's cartoon and little kids are always finding ways to explore Movies like this where they use advanced technology where it's flying cars and stuff and stuff like that will inspire the new generation to, of inventors. So I think the, the, the technology used in the movie was great. Personally, I thought it was very unique because it was all related around bubbles for some reason. It was just like bubble cars, bubble weapons, bubbles, everything, which I thought was pretty cool. And how about the comedy? Because this is a comedy film. You know, I found myself laughing in, in maybe the most random situations. I thought, like, d different parts were funny based on what you thought was funny. I really liked the, the way Boof talked. And then, I don't know, just me, I like the Big Bang Theory. So watching Jim Parson um, as, of, as an alien, I feel like it perfectly fit his voice. And I just enjoyed hearing him speak. So I thought that was funny in general. I definitely agree, and I do think some of the humor is definitely meant for younger kids than older kids. What do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, it was it was perfectly aimed at at a younger at a younger age, but it was also they made jokes where older kids could laugh too. It wasn't jokes gen just based for little children. Very true. 
And how do you think the sh shots are? Of course, it's an animated film, so there's actual no camera shots. But in general, how do you think the shots of the animation were? I think the cinematography was great. Uh, I like the when they were when they were traveling. You saw a lot of the scenery from when they were going, and it, it was it was a great point of view. Hmm. And what do you think your favorite scene is? I think my favorite scene was when. Um, when O was introduced to music, well, to, uh, to Earth music, so um, he he started dancing, and I found it very entertaining, and I found myself dancing along to the music. I definitely have to agree that that scene was hilarious, and my favorite line is, "My hands are up in the air like I just do not care." I, yeah, I could not stop laughing from that line. And yeah. how do you think the directing was? I mean, the directing was perfect. I, I feel like um, the director perfectly allowed for the actors to—I mean, the voice actors—to to talk. To they like they had perfect chemistry. So I'm assuming that the director had some effect on that, and it was perfectly executed. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking about this wonderful film to us. Quickly, can you say how many stars you gave this film? I gave this movie a five out of five because it was a great story, great animation, and I really enjoyed it. Five out of five stars. I definitely agree. It was a fantastic film. Thank you so much for talking to me about this wonderful film. Thank you for having me. And you and Michelle, this is your first time on the radio show, and I just want to say you both did great, and welcome to the radio show. I hope to do a lot more segments with you guys. Thank and you very you much. Like, of course. And, and they are also from Miami, so woo! So... If you would like to see home, it is in theaters now near you. Thanks so much for joining us. This is Jerry Ors, and you have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To hear more film reviews and learn how you can become a Kids First film critic, go to kidsfirst.org and check out our Kids First blog on Huffington Post. This show is produced for the Voice America Network by Kidstar Radio. We empower kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. My name is Lily Marie from Bookworm. Now from the Kids Start Album of the Month, here is the Wiz Pops and their song, Anglerfish. Like a pale lantern deep in the fog.
Wisp Pops from the Kidstar album of the month. 